So um, I'm just going to jump into the word here. Uh, I'll say that if you want to give an offering, we got a basket up here with with uh, envelopes. You can put a check in here or cash in there. You can also give online at 84321. You can go on our website and give online. And we're going to be meeting up here. Uh, I looked at every Sunday between now and I looked at all the way through the first Sunday in January. And thank God we're in Southern California and not in Chicago <laughs> or Ohio. And uh, that we get to, uh, I mean, I've never seen that before. Uh, every Sunday is sunny. And uh, the worst is partly cloudy and in the 60s, but I'll be here. So we're going to reserve this every Sunday until if and when we find a better spot for us. And I put out a, a request to different, uh, my friends who have church buildings around uh, this area, and they're trying to accommodate us. Uh, Hope and I walked uh, one uh, a couple days ago just trying to find the right spot for us. But for right now, man, this is awesome. So as we're meeting here today, and you think, oh, I wish I brought a canopy or uh, I wish I brought a snack or something, whatever it is that you uh, can think of you'd rather do next week, bring it next week. It'll be Thanksgiving weekend, but we're going to be up here and we're going to be worshiping and hearing the word and praying for each other and being the family of God. This is a test for the church. This season is a test for the church. Who are we? What are we made of? And I'll tell you what Pastor Marcus said, and I agree with him 100%. Um, COVID isn't our enemy. The Democrats, the Republicans are not our enemy. The political arena is not our enemy. The, our enemy is Satan. His goal through racial divide, political divide, through the divide over masks, no masks, uh, resist the government, don't resist the government, all these different issues that are dividing people, who's behind all of all division is Satan. Jesus said it very plainly. And he said, a house divided cannot stand. And where division is, there's confusion in every evil work. That's what the book of James says. That is Satan's agenda. He's using these things to fracture and fragment and scatter the church. The Bible says on the other, the flip side of that, this isn't my sermon today, but it is a message we need to hear. Listen, family of God. The Bible says how beautiful it is when God's people dwell together in unity. It is like the oil that is poured out on Aaron's head down his beard and it's like the dew on the mount of Hamon that comes down and waters the valleys. What does that mean? Well, in the Old Testament, when when God wanted to give spiritual authority which uh, for the priests and they had the spiritual authority in the Old Testament to heal leprosy and diseases and plagues, that anointing that breaks the yoke was on the high priest and the anointing would come down his beard and it would go down through the congregation is spiritual authority, but it's through unity. The dew on the mounts of Homon in Israel on the mountain, it would it would snow and then it would uh, melt. It would come down and it would it would feed the uh, the aqueducts, and so they would, their crops would be prosperous. The Bible says unity releases the anointing of God. Disunity releases the works of the enemy. So as Christians all over San Diego County are fighting with one another over these issues and leaving churches and scattering and being ugly to each other and to their pastors and stuff, it is crippling the church. This is the enemy's strategy. What does the Bible say? Strain every nerve. That's what the Greek says. It says make every effort to maintain the unity. That means we had it. 
maintain it, maintain the unity and the bond of peace. Maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. I mean, we've got to be very careful to make sure what divides us is big enough, important enough that it should divide us. Because when it divides us, a house divided can't stand. And Satan just runs roughshod. There are pastors in counseling offices in San Diego County because of the stress. Leadership teams that are under enormous amount of stress trying to shepherd God's people through this season. It, it's, it's brutal. What churches, what leadership of churches need is for people in the body to say, how can we help? Not criticism, but intercession. We have to understand this is not a, a natural battle. We're battling principalities and powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And as Pastor Mark says, Satan's winning right now because Christians are allowing ourselves to be scattered and tattered rather than saying we're in a battleship, we're going through a storm, and we're going to stay together and fight this battle and win. Every local church is an outpost of the kingdom of God. Every, every church is a battalion on the battlefield. You can't just scatter and run. I'm not saying this just for our church. I'm saying for every dang church in San Diego County and in the world. We've got to be smart. We have to understand Satan's strategies. What I really appreciate is some in our congregation have begun asking the leadership questions. And myself and Mark and uh, Mark Nelson now, who is an elder of our church, which we're going to ordain him publicly. He's out of town this weekend. But uh, Will Hoyt, who's also out of town, who's on our financial board, he garnered some questions from some folks in the congregation about the decisions we're making, why we're making the decisions, what's behind them. And when we uh, started answering some of these questions, Will was facilitated. Even Will said, wow, th those weren't the answers I was expecting. I'm so glad we talked. You see, um, if we would have conversations, ask questions, and receive answers, some may not like the answers, but we've got to talk. I mean, the leadership of your church in particular is a listening leadership. And we process, process things together in a leadership community. And we garner information and we learn things from you. And you learn things from us. And we go through this together. So we, uh, we produce an hour and 15-minute Q&A. Uh, Zoom recorded it. We're editing it right now just to get some of the fat out and some of Mark's dumb jokes so that it's palatable for you. Like, like why Shelly hasn't left him yet. That was, that was in there. And, but, uh, but listen, here's the thing. Um, we did this for our body because, uh, we, because the questions are good questions. And thank God that we found that there were some questions and people were asking the questions. And if you have questions, we'll do another Zoom. But point is, we're a family. We're an army. We're in a battle, and we need to walk through it together. Okay, so... Can I hear an amen? amen? All right. So, all right, I want to pray for the church in San Diego. First, I want to pray for my colleagues. God, we pray for the pastors who are actually in counseling right now because founding members have left their churches over what's been going on. The racial divide, the political divide, the virus divide. 
ripping your churches apart, Lord God. We pray for your church of San Diego, Jesus. Lord, touch every believer's heart. Give us your vision. Give us your wisdom. Give us your understanding of what's really going on. Help us, Jesus, maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace so we can whoop up on the devil. May the church be the answer in this dark hour. Okay, as I was praying that, I had this thought. I want to say this. I think I'm going to preach today. I think I am, but I might even get to my sermon today. Um, I put out an eight-minute video. You may or may not have seen it, answering why we have not protested the government as the Gathering Place Church. We contemplated it deep, long, and hard. We talked about all the different issues. And on our leadership team, which is uh, varied on, on the perspective of issues, what we landed on was this. We don't personally feel that the government has encroached to the point where our religious liberties are being threatened. Like, by the way, all San Diego parks are supposed to be closed to the public. <laughs> There's some rebels. But they're supposed to be closed except to churches. Nobody can get a permit in San Diego County except houses of worship to meet in parks. Sounds like they're trying to work with the faith community. And so I was on the phone with the city manager of Poway this week, and I was texting back and forth with the mayor, and they're trying to find a place for us to meet and to worship. And as I was talking to the city manager, he said, man, it is brutal. He said, people are calling in and, you know, this person, I was at the grocery store, this person didn't have their mask covering their nose. And I mean, he said, it's just, it's a, it's just a war zone. And we're trying to keep our communities together. And I said, I want to tell you something. If the government encroaches on our religious liberties, if they cross the line too far, we are going to protest. I just want you to know that. I'm telling the city official this. I said, but <clears throat> until that point, we want to be a blessing to you. We want to be, we want to fight this battle with you. And he's like trying to bend the rules so that we can meet in Poway because our church isn't officially in Poway. And he was like, Adam, you know. So what will happen and what has happened with some churches who have gotten cease and desist orders here in San Diego, those who are meeting indoors right now defying the government, rather than now the gospel bridges that we have built over two decades in this city, those gospel bridges now begin to crumble those personal relationships with city officials where we have been a blessing to our city, now the church is an antagonist. The church is our enemy. The church is battling the city, the very city we're supposed to serve and save. We don't feel that it's time to do that. But as you'll see in the, in the, uh, the Zoom recording, which I won't go on with this, we have in the past and we will in the future if necessary. Right now, we don't believe that's where things are at. So... So this gets me into my message. I want to see, we don't, we've got about a little, not much time, but let me jump in here. As I look at the landscape in every arena of human relationships, people are stressed, fearful, depressed, fighting, dividing, and I look at this, and what comes back to my mind is something that I hope will be very helpful for you. Now I'm talking to you as your shepherd. I care so deeply about you. So does the, every other shepherd in this church and the leadership. We care about you, your marriages, 
your mental health, your emotional health, your psychological health, your spiritual health, your relationships, your economic health. We care about you as individuals, as family units, and as us as a church family. And one of the things I found extremely helpful, and I hope this helps you today, is discerning the difference between what you can control and what you cannot control. You've got to discern between the circle of influence and the circle of concern. Let me give you a little example here today. I want to have a, I want to have a little short young person come up here real quick, okay? I want, I want, I want a young, I want a child who is not real tall. And we got money on the line. I saw Pastor Mark do this when he preached. Come, hey, I need a child up here. Who wants money? Little children. Who wants who wants a dollar? Get up here. Get up here. Up. Oh, dude, you're slow. Oh no. Oh no. Okay, here we go. Now, all right. I guess it'll be all three of you. Come on, come up in the middle here. Okay, look. Which one of you do you think can reach this dollar? Grab it, grab it, grab it. Oh, okay. Look at that. He could reach that, couldn't he? All right, so he got a dollar because he could reach it. I saw Pastor Mark win your hearts last time he preached by giving the little children money. And I thought, hey, I am the senior leader of this church, and you guys cannot love him more than you love me. So I'm doing it too, okay? Are you just going to jump right in front of her? That's not a very Jesus thing to do. I'm kidding. All right, so what about... What about... <laughs> you look like our puppy when we're giving dog treats out of Miss Brenda's giving out pieces of cheese. You are just ready. To look. <laughs> Can you reach that one? Oh, look at that. All right. Okay, now you guys have done such a good job at reaching those dollar bills. Now we're going for a big fat five. All right. Okay. All right. Now you need to go sit and you need to go sit because now, <laughs> okay, yeah. Now, can you reach that? Jump as high as you can. Up, up, up. Come on. Come on. You can do it. Jump, jump. Hi, come on. Come on over here. Make sure you're in the camera so everybody can see the pastor abusing a little child in the church. Come on. Oh, can you get, jump high. Oh, okay. Illustration's over. I'm sorry. All right. So. Now, that's the difference between something you can reach and do something about and something you can't reach. Illustration's over. Okay, now, do you think I'm not going to give her the $5 bill? But I do need to say that the illustration is over. But, number one, because I'm not a mean man. And number two, I love you more than Pastor Mark. You get a five because he only gave out ones. Okay, now. The way that, yes, she did put a lot of effort into that. And this is what I see many of us doing. Our attention has been taken off loving God and loving one another, which is our mission as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we actually think that we are going to be able to do something about the election on one side or the other, as though we are the authorities over uh, the voting uh, uh, voting officials or Supreme Court judge or that were the president's lawyer or Biden's lawyer or were governors of a state as though we actually have something tangible that we can physically do 
to some that feel that it was an unjust deal, some that feel it was a just deal. And rather than spending our time doing something that we can actually do something about in our lives for the gospel, which is being able to reach that $1 bill, we are spending time doing this. Oh, I'm on Facebook. I'm making no difference at all. But boy, I spend a lot of time trying to tell people I really feel like ah, And you're running around here and, oh, the virus. Oh, ah, ah. It's like all this energy, this negative energy that's, that's doing nothing. It's so counterproductive. This cancel culture online. When I see how much anxiety is being uh, magnified because we think we can do something about something we can't do something about. So what do you do? Like, put your arms out like this, as high as you can, wide as you can, go like this. Okay. Uh, you know what that is? That's the world, and you're trying to carry it. Come on, just go ahead. Fix everything. I know you can I know you can do this. Come on. Everything. Man, I can do everything. I can reach. Okay. Hands down. That's called the circle of concern. Things that are out of your reach. That $5 bill is just out of your reach. So what do you do with the things that you can't tangibly do something about? Pray about it. You pray something. You've got to discern between the areas of life you can't do anything about and the areas of life you can do something about. So this message is called pray something, do something. Now put your hands out to your side. Just go ahead, stretch them all the way out. And don't worry about touching the person next to you because that's the point. Now you've touched something you can actually do something about. Unless it's your spouse. Can't do anything about him or her. Hey, no, but this is important to understand. There are certain things, even prayer won't change. Like, okay, look. Oh, yeah, like my wife. Okay, hi, honey. So, she loves Dr. Pimple Popper. Exactly. And she loves the hoarder shows because she loves the satisfaction of when it's all cleaned up. And, and, and she loves these crime shows. You know, the cold case and the, these different crime shows. Uh, uh, it, um, what's your name? I don't know. Ava. That's right. She's my daughter. <laughs> Ava. What is her favorite crime show that she watches? What's that called? Uh, okay, she just named five of them. Okay. For 25 years, I have tried to get my wife not to watch those shows because I hate them. I don't want to hear that stuff in the house. It's not good for me. It's not good for the kids. We don't want to watch these shows. I don't want to hear that stuff, right? Do you think she stopped watching these shows? In fact, last night I'm sitting on the couch preparing this message, and I thought, something's annoying me. And I looked up. She's watching a crime show right in front of me while I'm preparing my message. She's not going to stop watching. you got to understand at one point you have to understand what you have influence over and what you do not have influence over. Now, before you think she's unspiritual and I'm spiritual... Am I going to stop watching the UFC? No. She says to me, do you really think that God, I know, we have a physical therapist here who is very upset that, that the Loaches had a UFC small group. Yet they, look at them. They're still here in the same church, unified. 
Yay, victory, come on. We love you anyways, John. Amen. Oh, we. Oh, look at him saddle up next to his wife. He's a smart man. Although he does sneak out and watch the UFC with, oh, I'm sorry. You didn't know that, did you? <laughs> okay, so my wife will say to me, do you think that God created people to kick each other in the head? And I say, no. So are you going to stop watching? No. No. <laughs> She'll be reading her devotional, and I'll be watching the UFC. I'll be preparing my message. She'll be watching crime shows. How many of you that have been married over 20 years, raise your hand if you've been married over 20 years. How many of you have stopped trying to change your spouse? Raise your hand again. Oh, Carol didn't. Oh, Carol and Luke, Lance are still at it. Wait a minute. How long have you guys been married? Forty years and you haven't stopped trying to change each other? Wow. I'm not sure that's commendable or dumb. I'm not sure which one that is right now. There are things you can change and things you can't change. Family of God, the things we can't change are prayables. Your energy will be used much more productively if you pray about those things you can't change. A friend of school that's making really bad decisions, doing drugs or whatever, and you talk to them and they won't stop or cutting themselves and they won't stop. You can't change that because it's a, it's a prayable or a teacher you don't like or a grade you don't feel like you deserved and the teacher won't, you know, change it. And it, that's a prayable, right? Or a coach that you don't like or unfair treatment at work or leadership decisions. Those are prayable things. You got to recognize when you come to the end of your influence in a certain area and shift and make that a, something you pray about. But then you focus on what can I actually do something about? Hey, John, this thought just crossed my mind, and I'm sure it's true. Okay, look, here's what's happening, children. Because I gave you $5, he now thinks he can interrupt my sermon and, and, and trump me somehow with some wise words. So, all right, well, you need to come up here because this is live. And uh, here we go. Just take a minute, but this thought crossed my mind. It's in this idea of wasting energy trying to change what you can't. And when you pray, your influence actually increases. The things that you can, if the Lord expands the jurisdiction of your influence and spiritual authority as you turn over to him the things that you can't change because you're putting your trust in him for what you can't change he will then increase your spiritual authority and influence in the things you can change which expands the circle of your spiritual authority and your influence just a cool thought amen amen can i have five dollars now no because you only got five claps so you, you have to do better next time yeah, so here's an example of a prayable. Elijah was a prophet. And God told him after three and a half years of a drought, that was a severe drought. Talk about a societal crisis. It had not rained in three and a half years. It was bad. God tells Elijah, it's going to rain. I'm going to cause it to rain. So what does Elijah do? They just start trying to jump up to the clouds and get the rain. I'm going to make it rain. We're going to make it rain. I'm going to throw my spears at it because guns weren't invented. I'm throwing spears at the sky. 
I'm complaining about the fact it's not raining. Try to go to somebody who can make it rain. No, he didn't spend any energy trying to do something he couldn't do. He has no influence over the weather, but he does have influence in heaven. And heaven can change the weather. So what does he do? He makes it a prayable. He knew his limit of influence. When you don't have influence on in the world, you go to heaven because heaven can influence anything. And it rained. He prayed it in. Then you move to things that are doable. Things you can't change. I love this in the Bible where Jesus puts these two things together. The disciples came to him and said, teach us how to pray the way you're praying because we're Jews. We've been raised in, in learning how to pray, but you get results that we don't get. So teach us to pray the way you pray. I've been praying that pattern, the Lord's Prayer, for about 25 years now, and it has kept me consistent in prayer like nothing else has. It's a framework. You don't repeat the prayer over and over. He told us actually not to do that. Um, it's a framework of prayer. And so he taught us how to pray the Lord's Prayer. I did a little, uh, about a five-minute video on that this week. You can go on Facebook, uh, Gathering Place Facebook, and see my little daily devotionals, my uh, video devotionals, my vlogs. And I did a little little explanation of that prayer framework for you this week and it'll really help you it helps helped me pray consistently but as he comes out of the prayable he then gives an illustration he says which among you would have a friend who comes to you and needs bread and you would not go to another friend's house and bang on the door at midnight until your friend gets out of bed so that you could get friend from friend number two to go give it to friend number one Okay, now I know that's metaphorical for prayer, but he was giving them an illustration in their culture of something they would actually do. Which of you would have a friend that would come to you and have a need and you would not go to another friend to get that person's need met? You see how he moves from a prayable to a doable? God has given you time, energy, wisdom, resources to make a difference in the world. You and I are to be the light and the salt of the earth. The salt preserves things. What can you do with who you are, with the anointing of God on you, with your knowledge of scripture, with your human resources, your money, your time, your energy, what can you do to be a blessing to someone you can actually touch and do something about? That's where we should be spending our doing time. I was asking my family, we were sitting in the living room last night, I said, okay, What's a doable? And one of my children said, listening. She's on the phone listening to her friends that are really struggling. Friends that are not Christians. Rather than arguing about masks, arguing about the virus, arguing about politics, she's listening. And I said, what does that do? She said, it increases their mental health. Come on, family of God. We're the church. We are the love of Jesus in the earth. We're his hands. We're his feet. We're to be bringing healing. We're supposed to be called the peacemakers or be, will be called the children of God. Peacemakers are called the children of God. I said, what's another one? Well, here's what I love about Miss Brenda. In the midst of all the negativity that's on Facebook, have you seen the things Miss Brenda posts? See, you're laughing and you're shaking your head and you're smiling, right? See what you're doing, Miss Brenda? You see... to the laugh because things are so serious and so intense 
The joy of the Lord is your strength. Words of affirmation. My wife, who's fighting for her life, has made a decision um, that rather than sitting on the sidelines, she is one time a day, a text, a phone call, or an email, she's letting somebody know what a difference they are making in the world. See, that's being proactive. That's serving others. Church, our master said, I have not come to be served, but to serve. How can you serve somebody? How can you serve the world? My daughter Isabella, she called me and she uh, joined us. She's going to a, a, a church uh, down by her college. She said, we went out and fed the poor. We fed uh, 250 families in a car line coming through the two car lines. And while people are putting stuff in the trunk, she was my job was to knock on the window and ask them if they need prayer. She's not spending her time fighting battles that she has no influence over. Those are prayables. What is she doing? Feeding the poor. The poor haven't gone away. They still need to be fed. And she says she knocked on the window and this lady had the rosary around her mirror. And she said, I'm a Catholic. And uh, she said, it's just not working for me anymore. And Bella says, you want to come to my church? <laughs> and she was able to pray with the lady and invite her to church. And so she can hear the gospel. That's doing something that makes a difference. How about not being easily offended and forgiving? There's something Josiah and I were talking about. He did an essay this week, and it was, what is one thing you hate in the world, one thing you'd like to change in the world? And he wrote the cancel culture. That just because somebody doesn't agree with you, or they say something wrong, even by accident, or it really wasn't what they meant, and then people just cancel them. People losing careers, losing relationships, losing their mental peace and health because people are canceling them. Because we have de now developing a culture of young people in particular that are learning to be easily offended. That is a recipe for absolute disaster. The Bible says that love is not easily offended. That love does not even keep a record of wrongs done to it. And that it is to the glory of a person to overlook an offense. Anybody can be offended. It takes a strong person with character and humility and a healthy self esteem to not allow an offense to dictate their destiny let alone look for offenses and go on rampage you can forgive you can overlook an offense you can be a peacemaker you can feed the poor you can listen to somebody who's suffering you can pray for the sick you can give money the way you guys have overwhelmed my family with love and support has been staggering. We really can't thank you enough for the way that you have stepped up. My children have seen a church be the church. Cars have been driving up our driveway for over a year with food, groceries, prayers, gift cards, kindness. That's the church. We will fight the government if we have to at one point. But until that point comes, let's not cash in our reputation as a blessing to the world.
That's our call. So I want to bring you to the Holy Spirit right now, and I want you to ask him this question. And uh, get it. You have influence over that thing. It's in your reach. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Come on. Come on. You have influence. Grab it. Grab it. Grab it. Grab it. Grab it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. It's almost in the circle of concern. You better run. You're going to have to pray about that thing if it goes out. Hey, wait a minute, Dad. Is that you doing that? Yeah, no, it's just, it goes alone. <laughs> grab it. Grab it, grab it. Is he supposed to grab it? Yeah. Grab it. It's going to go into the... Hey! Now there is the body of Christ serving the world. For those of you that are watching online, one of our, our church members, because we have the best church in the city, one of, one of our church members just went and saved a little kid from losing his uh, drone. I'm touched. That was awesome. So let's come to the Holy Spirit as we close up today. And um, If you want to discuss these in, in, in small groups, we can do that because we are allowed to be here until 1230. Next week, we're going to expand our time because we, uh, we had it that we're out at 1230 because they say you have to leave as soon as you're done, but I see other people doing things. Um, but for a gathering place, official gathering, at 1230, we're supposed to be done because we thought we were going to start at 10. But the bathrooms didn't open until noon, so we moved our opening to 11. So uh, and next week, we already have our applications. It'll be the same. But moving forward, we'll try to uh, keep it to like 1 o'clock so that um, <clears throat> we have time to do breakout groups and prayer teams and stuff. But right now, I want to do something real important with you and come to the Holy Spirit. And I want you to ask him a couple of questions. And I want you to listen to what he might say to you. Because this is going to make you a more effective believer. Just close your eyes and get along with Jesus right now and ask him this question. What is out of my control? I just, I, I don't, I feel like from the Holy Spirit, I just felt a tremendous release in some of you. I felt freedom just happen. Just stay there for a minute. What can I do nothing about? Okay, now ask the Holy Spirit, what would be a good prayer for that. And just listen to him. Okay, now how many of you would honestly say that when you asked them, what is out of my control, what's beyond my reach, how many would say the Holy Spirit brought something up into your mind? Look at that, almost everybody. Okay, so... Are you connecting with this message today that spending energy and time on that is really what's creating depression, unhealth, a mental unhealth, anger? Be like Elijah and pray about that. Pray about that. Pray about that. 
How many of you feel like the Holy Spirit gave you something specific to pray about that area? Awesome, back here, over here. Excellent, awesome, excellent, excellent. Okay, you got your assignment. You see how that's working? You got your assignment. Pray that and leave it in the hands of God. And guess what? If it's your spouse and they're not changing, guess what your prayer is actually going to do for you? It's going to begin changing you. <laughs> and just relinquishing control. That's the way you're going to have peace in that situation because <laughs> they ain't going to change. Sorry. Okay, we're going to do one more thing. Now close your eyes again. Let's come to the Holy Spirit because he knows everything and he can do anything. Ask this question to the Holy Spirit. What is something I can do something about? Now ask the Holy Spirit, okay, what is it you want me to do in that circle of influence, in that specific area? What is it you want me to do? And just listen. Okay, how many of you would honestly say you feel like the Lord showed you an area that you actually have influence that you can do something about? Raise your hand over here, 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 here. Of course, of course. And how many of you would say you feel like you got his wisdom on what to do in that situation? That one over here, 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 here. Awesome. Let's be the answer to the world, not part of the problem. Amen? Amen. Go ahead, Francisco. I got one clap. All right. Holy Spirit, give him the clap. <laughs> All right, so let's all stand and let's worship. And uh, if you want to process these questions with a prayer team, maybe there's something you're having a hard time letting go of. I feel like that was from the Holy Spirit right there. Some of you here, you connected with the message, but you're still kind of stuck. And you're, you, you need help letting go of something you have no control over. It could be in-laws. It could be a boss, an employee. It could be unforgiveness. This week, I said to the Lord, I have unforgiveness in my heart. I've got anger in my heart. I'm having a hard time getting rid of it. I, I, you're the shepherd of my heart. I'm asking you to help me with this. And I processed it with a friend. Sometimes you need help. So our prayer teams, Francisco, your, your prayer teams... We'll be ready. Actually, if you have prayer teams, come up here. That'd be good. If you're on the prayer teams, if you guys have come up, maybe people on the prayer teams need prayer. Maybe maybe you need help letting go of something in an area that's an area of concern. It's not an area of influence. You're trying to control it. Come on up here and get some prayer for that. Or anything else. Prayer for the sick. Wisdom. Salvation. If you've never given your life to Jesus, you need to do it. Baptism of the Holy Spirit, get your spiritual language, speaking in other tongues, getting filled, overflowing with the Spirit. If you need prayer, come up to these prayer teams, let them pray with you. But let's worship. We still got a little time here. Let's worship.
your heart before the Lord today. We trust you. We lay it all down before you. There's no weapon formed against us. Gonna prosper. No height, no depth, nor anything in all creation can separate
What do you guys think about this? Not like we have much choice, but does this work? I like it out here. So next Sunday, 11 o'clock, because we live in sunny San Diego, we'll be right here. It's a great opportunity to invite friends to come out here. It's a, it's a, it's a great place to meet. It's kind of neutral, unthreatening for people that haven't been to church before. And look, a lot of people need Jesus right now. Again, let's be the answer, not the problem. Let's be the church. All right. God bless you guys. Love you. Hey, we got to have everything broken down by 1230, but we can hang out until then. Amen. Come on. Let's give the Lord praise before we go. We love you, Lord.